Thank you for tuning in to Ask the Pharmacist with Joe DiMatteo. Joe is a pharmacist, naturopath, and board certified in clinical nutrition. We are here to impact your health and change your life. My name is Joe DiMatteo Jr., and it is my honor to introduce my father, Dr. Joe DiMatteo. Well, 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 here we are at the end of another week, just an awesome week, and um, I hope uh, this time of the day finds you blessed and highly favored and um, hopefully having a good day. And many times we um, certainly struggle with our days, whether it's at work, whether it's at home with our family, with our children, uh, it could be in business, uh, you could be a working professional and you've had struggles today, um, ultimately know that our hands, excuse me, our lives are in his hands and there's a sovereignty to our lives and unfortunately often we try to take this day we try to take our works we try to take our jobs our business our relationships our family our children our marriage we want to take everything into our hands and control it and make it right we'll just fix everything and unfortunately often We see that the more we try to reel in ourselves, hold on to ourselves, make things happen ourselves, when there's actually a divine plan working behind the screen and behind the scenes, we absolutely create disastrous consequences. And uh, we're going to see that as we do a little teaching uh, into the broadcast here on the life, again, of Abraham the book of Genesis, and we will go through and depict how in chapter 14, we've kind of covered chapter 14 with you, how there's just tremendous and great victory that God gives to Abram. Abram saves Lot, his kind of undesirable, undesirable nephew, but Abraham does the right thing. The first sign in the Bible of literally war or physical war um, that took place. And um, God gives him great favor, Abram, over king of Sodom, the king of Gomorrah. I mean, these were, these were bad places, right? And God gives him victory. We see so great victory given by God. We see in chapter 15 that Abraham is given the divine promise unconditional promise, not conditional upon Abram or man's behavior. This was an unconditional covenant given by God. Look, this is what I'm going to do through you, Abraham. I'm going to bless you. I will. God says, I will endue you. I will bless you. And I will make you the father, Abram, of many nations. I'm going to change your name. You're not going to be called Abraham. And then we see suddenly in chapter 16, he receives the promise, but things don't happen. Years pass. Boy, and who knows when time passes, it is time for me to take charge. See, when I believe I've got a promise 
a divine promise about direction or about a future or what I'm supposed to do or maybe praying for a lost loved one. And then when we can't see the forest through the trees, in other words, when we don't see the answers coming in our time frame, we all, I do it. I do it almost literally almost every day. Shamefully, I say that. I want to take it into my hands. I want to control the situation. Well, it began all the way back in the days of Abraham. Abraham, through his wife, Sarai's upset and Sarai says, hey, you know what? I don't know about this God. He hasn't given me a child. And I know you received that promise, but I haven't been given a child. I think you need to go in and sleep with my maidservant, Hagar. And you need to have a baby with her. Then I'm going to be blessed because then I'll take the baby and we'll be happy. Abram says, hey, let's do it. Right? He had been given a promise, a divine promise. And he goes and takes it into his own hands. We have some wonderful teaching to pull out of that. Uh, But it's powerful because it parallels truth today. Everything about salvation by works, salvation by grace, efficiency or effectiveness or what we do by works or by trusting God. There are some tremendous, tremendous principles um, in here. 800-281, 800-281-TALK, 82-55. A lot of ground to cover today. You know, is it possible? Oh, Oh, it's possible. Because you've heard me discuss this for probably 15, 17 years, that statin medications can induce heart failure. Is that possible? Can they weaken and decrease myocardial functioning. What's the myocardium? The myocardium is the muscle of the heart. Are statins associated with that? Now, 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 before you, you know, before you start saying, that's it, I'm done with these statins. Joe said I should stop taking them before you do that. I mean, remember what this is about. This is about educating you so that you can make educated decisions. You talk to your physician, but what I'm here to do is to point out to empower you, data and information. And I want this conversation to be somewhat geared towards a primary prevention, meaning that you don't have heart disease, none documented. You have um, no significant family history, mom, dad, siblings that have heart attack, stroke, etc. But your cholesterol is slightly elevated. It's high. And doc says that's it. <clears throat> You're on a statin. So what do we see? This study that appeared in 2009, clinical cardiology says basically this. This was done, by the, by the way, at Michigan State University, the Department of Medicine, their cardiology division, done by a, a Jake Rubenstein, Ferris Aloka, and a George Abelia, um, researchers at Michigan State University. So here's the takeaway. They said, okay, we're, we're going to see. You know, there's a lot of scuff law out there. I'm just making up words. There's a lot of... I don't know, rumor mill that these statins weaken the heart functioning. So we're going to do some very specific tissue Doppler imaging and a type of strain imaging on looking at the myocardium, the muscle of the heart. And we're going to see that when we take into account statins, the use of statin-based medications to lower cholesterol for the lipid-lowering effect, does it actually weaken the heart muscle? Well, statins we know 
um, as we've talked about, there's difficulties here. And they say, well, look, statin use is known to improve outcomes, they say, in primary and secondary prevention ischemic heart disease. Now, I'm not so sure I agree with that primary aspect, but I'm not arguing that point. It says, but the use is also associated with myopathy, muscle weaknesses, in rare cases, rhabdomyolysis. So I'm not going to talk about rhabdomyolysis, which is actually a disease state that's induced by statins. I'm not just going to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about this rare condition. I want to talk about the basics, myopathies, muscle weakening, muscle breakdown. That's what I'm after here. So they looked at 28 patients. They looked at this uh, EKGs. They looked at the uh, electrocardiograms. They looked at this TDI and SI, specific ways to manage or to measure strength of the heart muscle before and after being on um, statin-based medication. So they looked at everything, the four chambers of the heart. They looked at the axis. They looked at global views. It says there was maybe no significant functional myocardial function as measured by Doppler and minor differences in the TDI groups. But here's what they found. There was a significantly better function. Watch this. In the SI group, that specific group, type of measurement, in control group versus statin groups in the four chambers of the heart. Now, what, what, what is that? Well, let me give you the interpretation. What they're saying here is, in the control group, that w- was given um, um, no you know, statins. The other group were given statins. They measured the functionality in all four chambers of the heart, very specific, and they found overall a significant decrease in heart capacity, myocardial functioning capacity. Statin therapy is associated with decreased myocardial function as evaluated by this SI-type therapy done at, at, at Michigan State University. So, you know, it, it, what they're going to say is, well, look, you know, we can't say anything necessarily bad about this. So what we've got to do is, you know, look, it, we know that it reduces heart disease. And, again, I'm not arguing that point. So you might be a practitioner and listening and saying, well, then that's absurd of you to bring up this article when, quote, you're openly admitting that maybe there's benefits. Now, let's not go that far. I think there are some benefits in a specific population. What I want to talk to you about today is the problems induced potentially by statins and then then give you some insights. Um, and then we even have, uh, in, in a number of days here, going up on the website, more natural ways to manage your cholesterol. So we will talk about, hey, what, what's the deal with... Um, certain types of um, oats, right? You hear me talk, but a guy called yesterday and said, hey, but I eat those steel cut oats and my blood sugar jumps to 145. But the, see, that's okay. That, that's in reason. That's not, that's, that's, not a, that's not necessarily in my mind a problem. I'm, I'm after the bigger picture, right? Many of you battling cardiovascular issues or being on statins, and we want to give you some options. What about walnut? What's the role of walnuts? Hmm that can actually help here. What's the role of more of beans, legumes, right? Beans and legumes as opposed to some red meats um, in lowering cholesterol. Um, What about ways to maybe try to improve your cholesterol using natural supplementation like berberine, red yeast rice, maybe niacin. What about understanding the role of vegetable proteins? Or how about just this, the plant sterilins that come from vegetables, and can they actually show that they can lower the cholesterol maybe as much as the meds? Now, there's a there's a small percentage of you that you have some liver disturbances that you have a real difficulty in 
processing cholesterol and managing the cholesterol, see, because you make it there, 70 to 80% is made there, um, you then distribute it to the body, and then the body has to carry it back, and the liver has to break it down, process it, and eliminate it. So I think there are some genetic tendencies to show that you don't process it well. Secondly, I believe over the course of our lifetimes, because of liver congestion, chemical exposures, toxins, pesticides, herbicides, colors, dyes, preservatives, heavy metals, good Lord, our livers are on overload. And we overload that liver you can decrease the efficacy and the functionality. So just some real basic tips. So number one, we've established, I haven't personally established, Michigan State University, their Department of Cardiology has established, key component here, that there's a decline in heart muscle functioning in folks that use statins. If you're a medical practitioner, your response is, but don't you realize, though, for folks that have heart disease, you're, you could be saving their life. Um, I, 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 I get that. And studies show that those that have existing heart disease, that you lower the risk. I believe of recurrence. I believe firmly, though, that there are multiple ways to get to those same endpoints. Nutrients, diet, decongesting the liver, and maybe there's a handful out of hundreds that that still doesn't work for, then you have no choice. Our goal then is how do we upregulate your ability to do that? Secondly, what is the drug? And I'm going to get to the phone. So, so Troy and Linda, hold on for me just one second. 800-281-8255. Secondly, now, what is the mechanism by which statins can exert, quote, not their benefit, their damage? Okay, I'm going to talk about the mitochondria how it reduces mitochondrial efficiency over time, reduces the efficacy of how the mitochondria work and how that encourages cellular death and cellular destruction. See, our cells have mitochondria, many mitochondria in them that generate power. They generate energy. And many individuals that are on these classes of medications that are reducing mitochondrial energy Feel fatigued and tired. Maybe you don't have rhabdomyolysis, a disease in the muscles because of the drug. Maybe you don't have that, and that is rare. But you have a muscular pain, discomfort, joint discomfort. And maybe for many of you, you don't have that. You just have a general malaise and a just a tiredness of the musculature. Decreased mitochondrial function. How can we improve mitochondrial function? That'll be a topic today. And how do we relate the use of statins in that arena as well? 800-281-8255. Please continue to go to the website. You're going to see some blogs put up. You're going to see some benefits of understanding the role of plant-based proteins and why they're important, why I'm an advocate of them, why uh, beans, legumes um, are critical, I believe. I've been eating more beans, more legumes recently. They are excellent for everything from your cholesterol levels to your energy levels, great for intestinal function, loaded with fiber, reduce inflammation, cardiovascular disease. They are your friend. So we'll have a blog up, kind of list, kind of talking about this so that we can continue to educate you. Let's go north to Wisconsin. Let's go to Troy. Troy, you're on. How can I help you today? Hi. Hi. Um, wanted to... Uh ask for some advice about a 
prescription medicine that I'm taking is causing symptoms that make it not worth taking. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping for a, a natural alternative. Um, Diamox is the medicine that I'm taking to get the history on it because hopefully maybe you can help me put the pieces together for why it's even working. Huh. I have a something called heavy facial spasms. Okay, and the basically it's caused oftentimes by the seventh nerve being interfered with by a, a, a an artery, and it causes the nerves to fire spontaneously. So okay. it's the right side of my face twitch. Well, this diamox is a diuretic, yes. and it also changes your pH. Apparently. Um, it doesn't get rid of the twitches a lot of the time, but for whatever reason, when I go to sleep and I lay down, it's a whole lot better. And that was really one of the bigger problems, because when I'm trying to sleep and my face is jumping around, I'm losing sleep. Jeez. So I want to find a way to, to get that, or maybe even, you know, if you know anything else that may be useful for, for hemifacial spasms. Hmm. Unfortunately, because no one ever dies of it, there's not a lot of... Um, no, that's exactly know. right. That's exactly right. It's not considered a, a life-threatening um, condition, so so why would we worry about it? Just deal with it, I guess. Um, let me, let me right. ask you, um, so what type of testing, just quickly anyway, if in a, in a nutshell, that they put you through? Um, they test your B12 levels. They test red blood cell magnesium. What, what, what did they test on you? Yeah, they didn't do a whole lot of it. I'm a veteran, so uh, I'm a Persian Gulf War vet, and I think I was exposed to some sure. chemicals in the area that I was at. Sure. And, uh, yeah, no, they, they, they're very good at managing symptoms, I think, yeah. is what they do. Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I and I think well, first of all, thank you, my brother, for your service and for serving your country. And please know there are many of us out here that appreciate those that have served and do serve. So let me just make sure I thank you. Number one, um, number number two, um, I'm thinking that first of all, you you, you guys that um, have gone overseas, especially in the last 25 to 30 years in particular, but even if you go back to even Vietnam and so on, but the last 25 to 30 years, you know, the advent of so many things such as vaccines and massive vaccinations. And we know that unfortunately, um, these mass vaccine campaigns for many servicemen as they go overseas, you know, you're getting loads of these components and these antigens put in you. And we know, number one, um, especially in particular Gulf War vets that may have been exposed to things there overseas, plus what they've been exposed to that's been injected. We know there are immune derangements, neurologic types of issues. Um, so I wonder what might be going on there. One of the things I think we might want to think about, if you haven't already, <clears throat> maybe we try to even get you on a form of magnesium, good forms of magnesium, maybe along with another compound that enhances the absorption. Um, we use often a, a liquid-based compound to kind of neutralize the magnesium absorption to make sure that you even maximize the absorption. Because often um, I wonder if there is even a deficit at a cellular level in these muscular twitching types of things. Do you have any type of pain that's associated or is it pretty much um, just this whole, you know, twitching dysfunctional issue going on on that on that point? Yeah, I think, yeah, really the only pain is just from the sheer fatigue when they twitch long enough eventually those muscles start to uh, to revolt. Okay. So it's not not it's not itself painful, but the, the side one of the side effects of having your face jumping around is those muscles. Yes, yes. 
Yes. Well, I, I would think one of the things that we'd want to think about is beginning a very low dose and ramp you up on um, on magnesium. And maybe you get um, a bottle of the choline citrate. One of the, the counterbalance to excitatory components in the body and spasticity and contraction. The the one natural, if you will, counter to that is magnesium. Magnesium has skeletal muscle, smooth muscle, relaxant effects. Maybe we start with like one in the morning, one in the evening with a teaspoon of choline citrate in about three to four ounces of water. And we do that for a week or so. Then we go up to maybe two in the morning, one in the evening, and then eventually to two and two. And we try to ramp your dose up. Um, secondly, over the long run, I can't think of another quote you know, supplement per se that you would then use, but then you start thinking about looking at some toxic components and whether or not maybe you have a toxic burden because of what you were exposed to overseas potentially or because of the mass onslaught of vaccines and there's been some immune neurologic derangements. How do we try to help you detoxify more efficiently? And you can do even a red blood cell uh, metal status. You can do red blood cell without provoking. So I think we have some options, but you know, you're in another state. We would just have to try to figure out how we work that. But I think you have some, I'd start with something simple, very simple. The mag essentials, choline citrate. Let's see if we can calm down the musculature. Yeah, I think if I knew what to order, I think the VA would, would handle because they have acknowledged it as being service-connected. I just think that they're, they're at a loss. And I think, unfortunately, with this condition, a lot of people are I don't think there's really very many experts. No, no. And, and certainly, like you said, this is not a life-threatening condition, so there's not a whole lot of weight applied. Uh, there's not a whole lot of, of uh, energy ex- expended, and we don't know what it is, and we'll try anything. Yeah, because I'm... I'm kind of even surprised that Dymox, um, you know, that's an old time, old time drug and it was used for even eye conditions and so on as a type of a diuretic. So I'm not even real, real sure why it's actually providing this huge, you know, potential benefit even when you lie down. Um, but even alkalinizing. It reduces the pressure on the seventh nerve like it would on the optic nerve. Okay. So maybe that's where, that's yeah. where it's coming from. Um, one one thing that I did take that seemed to work relatively well as well were the uh, um, systemic enzymes. Okay. Two minutes. Uh, yeah. They, they reduce, they sort of reduce inflammation system wide. But the problem with those is in the doses that I needed to take as a result, I mean, I was spending $100 a month, and that's not something that the VA uh, covers, you know. Right. They'll, they'll inject right. me full of Botox, and they'll put all kinds of other chemicals in my body, but they won't, uh, they won't spend $100 to treat it naturally. To try to help you. Oh. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, if you want to try the off-air number, maybe there's something, again, that we can try at least from that uh, from that mag choline citrate standpoint. If you see, because enzymes do lower inflammatory response, and maybe there's something we can work out to maybe where um, we can help you out, maybe even from a cost standpoint with the enzymes. All right? God yeah, bless you, Troy. Make those notes, and I'll, I'll call the after number. Thank All you. All right, great. You're welcome. Folks, off-air, if you want to reach us on the off-air line, um, you have to ask for Terry. and put you into her voicemail, 888-865-9595, 888-865-9595. 
when we come back from the break and we're going to go to the phones and we're going to talk a little bit more about what happens to us. Why is it that when even when we receive a promise from God, Abraham receives a divine intervention. God speaks to him and says, I am going to make you the father of many nations. Through you will come great blessing. He doesn't hear from God for a number of years. Abraham pulls up stakes and is then convinced by his wife to take matters into their own hands. Taking matters into our own hands often results in disaster, and we see it with Hagar and the birth of Ishmael. Stay tuned. We'll be back in just a minute. The one thing I loved about working with him, we got to pray with our patients, and I could do that without feeling like I was going to get in trouble. A specialist in functional integrative medicine, nurse practitioner Joyce Gibb continues the legacy of pharmacist, mentor, and friend Joe DiMatteo. And many people, you cannot cure them or make them truly get well if they have something down deep that they haven't ever addressed. Stress affects your whole body. Like when I get stressed, I have between my shoulder blades, my muscles get tight. Some people, it's GI. Some people, it can be a rash. Some people, their immune system is down. So we address that too. But you have to address the root causing that stress for them to truly heal. One of the things I'm very humbled by is that many of the people that Joe and I saw together, they're still coming to see me. And I just really appreciate that. And I'm going to try to have the same empathy and love and caring that he had. I just love it. It's my dream job. It's what I've always wanted to do. Every day is different because not everybody's the same. Call for a consultation today, 888-865-9595. One of our biggest threats to our health and well-being can also be one of the simplest to address. I'm talking about stress. Here on Ask the Pharmacist, in addition to all the nutritional support we give your body, you'll also hear us talk a lot about the one who made it. As we deeply think about the character and goodness of God, as we release our cares to Him in prayer, it's amazing how even our greatest concerns are put into the proper perspective. It's help that's free of charge and comes without a prescription. Learn more at AskJoD.com. The health of your family is one of the most important factors in your life. You plan it into your budget, make annual checkups, and pray for a happy and healthy home. Joe DiMatteo from Ask the Pharmacist knows how valuable vital health and spiritual well-being is to you. That's why he hosts a daily call-in show dedicated to helping you achieve greater physical and spiritual health. Trying to keep you and your family healthy can be frustrating. As a certified pharmacist, clinical nutritionist, and naturopathic doctor, Joe specializes is in bridging the gap between conventional and alternative medicines. Joe examines the most recent headlines and scientific breakthroughs to educate you on what is hype and what is really important. By providing daily insight into health news and natural alternatives, Joe DiMatteo strives to bring your health into a spiritual focus. He begins each show with prayer and reflection, asking for good health and happiness for you and their listeners all across America. Tune in, listen, learn, and live healthy with Ask the Pharmacist. Considering a probiotic? Just remember that what's on the bottle isn't necessarily what's in it. This is Joe DiMatteo, and like you, my family's health is extremely important to me, and I won't give them just anything. Many probiotics are not shelf-stable. They deteriorate in the warehouse and in shipping, so what's on the box is no longer in the product by the time it gets to you. 
That's why I develop Probiotic Essentials, so I can rest assured my family is getting the full dose of high-quality strains their bodies need. In fact, we regularly send our probiotic essentials from our store shelves to an independent lab to verify the quality and potency of our product. Yeah, we're a little crazy about quality control, but you know what? That's okay with me. Knowing that your family and mine are getting nothing but the highest quality probiotics possible makes it the kind of crazy I can live with. Learn more about our probiotic essentials as well as other supplements at AskJoeD.com. The health of your family is one of the most important factors in your life. You plan it into your budget. You make annual checkups. You pray for a happy and healthy home. Here on the Ask the Pharmacist show, I know how valuable vital health and spiritual well-being is to you. As a registered pharmacist, board-certified clinical nutritionist, and naturopath, it's my goal to help bridge the gap between conventional and alternative naturopathic medicine. Every day, I'm here to discuss the most recent headlines, scientific breakthroughs to educate you on what is most important or hype. By providing daily insight into health news and natural alternatives, I strive to bring your health into a spiritual focus with a firm reliance on God and the promises found in His Word. It's my prayer for you and listeners all across America that you enjoy good health and happiness each and every day. Stay tuned, listen, learn, and live healthy. This is Joe DiMatteo. Ask the Pharmacist continues in a moment. One of our biggest threats to our health and well-being can also be one of the simplest to address. I'm talking about stress. Here on Ask the Pharmacist, in addition to all the nutritional support we give your body, you'll also hear us talk a lot about the one who made it. As we deeply think about the character and goodness of God, as we release our cares to Him in prayer, it's amazing how even our greatest concerns are put into the proper perspective. It's help that's free of charge and comes without a prescription. Learn more at AskJoeD.com. Welcome back to America's Health Talk Hour. This is Joe DiMatteo of the Ask the Pharmacist broadcast. If you're just joining us, you can reach us toll-free at 877-655-6755. That's toll-free, 877-655-6755, or at AskJoeDiMatteo.com. Let's get back to talking your health. Thanks for being with us. We've got some callers up, so we're going to go to those calls. So I started the broadcast by talking to you about the importance of the mitochondria. We have them. There there are jillions of these little buggers. What do they do? They produce energy. They are the powerhouse of each one of ourselves. We produce energy that gives us life. So tomorrow's broadcast, Saturday morning, and yes, by the way, we are on Saturday mornings. You can go to the website, view it, listen to it, watch it on the website. If you're not in the Boston or the Western Pennsylvania area, you can still receive the broadcast. Um, 
at askjoed.com or you can go right to WORD's word site or uh, website or WEZE up in Boston or The Answer 1250 in Pittsburgh. But um, let me get back to the mitochondria. The mitochondria, you produce energy. There are, there are tons of little mitochondria in each cell. They produce tremendous amount of power. They are the engines. They are the storehouse for power. They, As we age... They diminish in efficiency and effectiveness. That's part of the aging process. We already know that exercise can greatly enhance mitochondrial energy supply and support. It can encourage the number. It can encourage them from declining as quickly as they do. And they can increase the output. It's already documented in the literature. I have a study today. I'm not going to get to it. I want to talk more specifically about that tomorrow. But are there certain medications? And we picked on one today because it's an easy target. It's the statins. If you're medically uh, oriented, you're going to say, geez, you're treading on thin ice. You know, there's a lot of folks using statins and it's, you know, it, it reduces the heart disease recurrence rate and risks. And I know I've heard it all, seen it all. I have pharmacology background. I'm fully aware of that. There are millions of Americans that are primary prevention that do not have heart disease, don't have a family history, and they're on these meds, and there's issues. So I qualified for you how Michigan State back in 2009 has already documented that you reduce energy production in the heart, the myocardium, the myocytes. It's documented. That's not the first. There are, excuse me, there are others. Then we, we, we layer in this fact that then I, where does the, where does statins work? In the mitochondria. It reduces mitochondrial electron transport. So at a minimum, if you must be on the statins, you've got to be on good forms of coenzyme Q10. You must, you must, you must, you must. I mean, it's, it's critical. Coenzyme Q10 increases electron transfer, energy production. Make sure you go to the website. Take a look at what we have. We have we have an excellent form of coenzyme Q10. And many of you that are on statin-based medications, you have no choice. You've got to be on one of our 200 milligrams at a minimum a day, even up to 400 daily, no doubt. Use a good form only, Japanese-sourced, absorbable. And ours, I believe, really is very competitively priced. It's very inexpensive. Now, but I want to come back over, and after I get to the phones... As well, how do we naturally? So we're going to have a, um, you know, under the health concerns section, a real quick snippet on how to lower your cholesterol on on our live streams. Go to the archives on the live stream section, and we'll teach you how, in a lengthy manner, how to naturally lower your cholesterol. But just a quick snippet: the importance of you knowing that, for example, the beta glucans that are in steel cut oats can lower your blood pressure. Excuse me, your blood cholesterol naturally. Do you know that um, beans and legumes can absolutely help to lower your cholesterol? They have wonderful benefits. Did you know that the plant sterols, and we have this in our blog site, that the plant sterols that are in the plant foods that you consume and vegetable proteins and so on and the viscous fibers Almonds, as an example, can lower cholesterol naturally. I mean, the list goes on. Macadamia nuts. Interesting impact on LDL and total cholesterol. I mean, the list just goes on. When we change our diets, we reduce um, certain food components in our diet. What we consume, you can have a huge impact on lipid parameters. 
nutrients, supplementation. We, we, we talk to you often about our red yeast rice um, that is organically grown, whole food sourced. I mean, how you, how that plays a role. And then ultimately the protection of your cholesterol so that it does not oxidize is really important. I didn't want to, didn't mean to blow through that so quickly, but, uh, for sake of time here, let's get back to the phones. Uh, let's go to next, I believe was Christopher here in Pennsylvania. Christopher, you're on. How can I help you today? Oh, yes. I have an issue with, uh, type two diabetes. Okay. And my, I'm a truck driver, and my doctor has given me a cocktail. I don't have every bottle in front of me. Mm-hmm. But short of starving myself and not eating any carbs, uh, someone told me to take a chromium glycolate. Yeah, pickle in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Okay. Um, that's supposedly going to help. Mm-hmm. Uh Talk to me. What do I got to do to keep this well, well, happy? Yeah, well, I was going to say, often you have to understand that type 2 diabetes often develops over a long course of time. So I don't know your history and your background and how you ate and what you drank, but usually, usually, not always, there can be immune or autoimmune situations that trigger or damage the pancreas. But for most Americans, it's too many carbohydrates, too many flours, too many sugars, too many processed foods, um, not enough fibers, not enough vegetables, not enough lean protein. So it's usually a whole cascade over time that triggers this. I would suggest if you want to try something, excuse me, like that, I think that's a good option. Um, you can use uh, we have a, we use a particular prep called Ultra Chrome that's any that's a better form than straight chromium picolinate. Uh, we use an Ultra Chrome. Uh, it's 500 mics. We'll recommend often as much as one of those twice a day, a thousand mics. You can go all the way up to 1,500 micrograms. Um, you know, so maximum three a day, minimum of one a day. See how you do with that. Are you? I know you're over the road. You're in a vehicle. Do you get a chance to walk? Do you move around a little bit? Do you try to do something? physical that's critical yeah yeah unfortunately i am a tanker driver so i am lifting hoses almost every day okay as a general rule i'll park us far away from the restaurant uh and trucks that's just possible okay um and to be fair uh i was at 280 i'm now down to 220 and i'm pushing to get down to 150 what's your height what's your height Five ten. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Five eleven. So all right. Five well, eleven. I threw an inch somewhere. <laughs> One fifty might be a little might be a little um, tough to get to, but I would say at that height, hey boy, if you can get into that 180 to 190 range, I think that has a huge impact um, on your blood sugars. You've already come down from 280, so obviously there were some dietary issues. The other thing that you might want to try, you're a candidate for the prep that we've been talking about for diabetics, type 2 diabetics, folks that are borderline or moving in that direction, the ultra glucose control. I would strongly suggest that for someone like yourself, there's a reason. There's a very high-tech particular type of carbohydrate, a particular type of starch, and a fiber-based compound that stabilizes blood sugars so that you have balanced blood sugars, number one. Number two, doesn't spike them, doesn't allow them to drop dramatically, can really be a wonderful help for folks with type 2 diabetes. You add in the ultra-chrome, one in the morning, one in the late afternoon, before 
before before your dinner meal late day, and then you use or replace one to two of your meals with the Ultra Chrome, I think it can be an awesome option, or excuse me, with the uh, Ultra Glucose Control, I think that can be a very awesome option for you to at least begin to move you in the right direction. Okay, I All right. appreciate it. We'll see what happens. All right, I'll Christopher. When I'm when I'm down to one hundred. <laughs> that's, um, that's I, tough. I, I mean, I mean uh, on blood sugar. I know that sounds good. That sounds real good. Not your weight, brother. That's great. All right, have a blessed day. All right. Thank you. All right. So you see, you know, often is we, when we answer some of these questions, um, you know, this, it's not often just about a one shot. We'll just take this. Some sometimes, every once in a while, but often we see that there's multiple answers and things that we need to consider. Let's go next. Poor Linda's been on for eons in Kentucky. Linda, you're on. How can I help you today? Hi. Thank you, Joe. You're welcome. And thank you so much for what you do every day for all that you teach us about our health and nutrition and the spiritual aspect. This means so much to me. Thank you so much. For you're welcome. You do. Thank you. Uh, I'm calling today because we have lifelong friends, and their grandson, who is uh, 16 years old, was diagnosed uh, right at the 1st of June, I believe, uh, just after his 16th birthday with a very aggressive, fast-growing brain tumor. And uh, it was a medulla blastoma. Mm -hmm. And... um, Fortunately, they were able to get it all out through surgery, and then he spent six weeks over the summer getting a very aggressive radiation treatment, which was much harder on him than anybody anticipated. So he dropped weight over the summer. Oh, my goodness. I think he got down to something like 85 pounds. And... um, Made it through and then came home and had about a month break. Was finally starting to feel better and had put some of his weight back on. But just this past week or so, he started on his chemo. Yeah. And this yeah. is a chemotherapy that's going to be drawn out over the next nine or ten months. Now, fortunately, we live very close to Cincinnati, and he has the benefit of Cincinnati Children's Hospital here, which okay. is right. uh, the top-rated pediatric cancer hospital in the United States. So okay. very blessed in that way. Mm-hmm. But he has dropped down to 89 pounds again already, and he's wow. just been sick, very nauseated, very, very weak, no appetite whatsoever. And now they're saying they're going to have to put in a feeding tube next week for him. Yeah, because he's not able uh-huh. to keep his weight. There's no question, and that's a huge problem because right. if he's not able to ingest foods and even quality foods, which would really be the key here, is there's no way for his immune system to maintain. He's breaking down. The big problem with cancer treatment today, chemotherapy or radiation, is cachexia. Folks begin to break down. That's why I always feel we've got to get things like glutamine and we've got to get proper forms of protein, amino acids in. Um, good bacteria, just so you start to just give the foundational principles so that that body can maintain itself. So obviously there's nausea. He's not able to eat. And this is often then why we even just talk about drinking, you know, good, clean protein smoothies. But, but as well, I mean, I still think there's a, you know, a little bit of a nutrient um, type of component that would be good for this young man to be on. But if he's not able to keep things down, you're kind of limited, unfortunately, if he's that nauseous. 
You see what I'm saying? If he's not able to keep foods in. So that becomes a, you know, the big things of support. Well, here's what I say. Um, you know, a quality, like we have pure protein essentials, a, a quality whey protein, um, meal replacement. Just drink it. Put live, you know, fresh berries or frozen berries in there. Make it, whip it up. Make it into a smoothie with ice. Drink it. Um, I would be having my massive doses of probiotics. I would have him on a, a lot of times, um, there with, with brain tumors, there are some herbs like turmeric and um, a, an Ayurvedic type of herb, Boswellia, which we even have in natural anti-inflammatories that reduce swelling in the brain. Uh, there's brain tumor articles talking about the use of high doses of melatonin because of melatonin having powerful antioxidant and immune stimulating characteristics and especially with the brain. So this is a tough call. The, the problem is, is if he's down to, you know, you know, He's, he's, he's back down to 89 pounds. Um, he's not been able to consume. It's going to be tough to get things into him. That's what I see as being a problem. And that might be something that we try to handle off air and at least maybe give you some summaries. Maybe they can put some of these components down the tube if they give, put a feeding tube in. This is a disaster for a 16 year old. This young man and this family needs prayer. What, what's his name? What's his first name rather? His name is Simon. Wow. And I have to tell you, this is the most wonderful family. They they are just remarkable. They're amazing. His grandfather, who, um, you know, we we raised our children together. We're grandparents now, and they're grandparents now. Yeah. Um, he does months and months and months of work per year over in Africa and India and Cuba, mission work. Uh, they're, they're just a remarkable, wonderful family. Dear friends and this is just, this is yeah. great. It's devastating. Yeah, it's devastating. It's it's hard to even comprehend. Um, and the things that you can continue to do, obviously, is to pray and to continue to get other people to pray. It's interesting even that you bring him up over the airwaves. A lot of people that listen to this program that pray for people that are having issues. And in Jesus' name, we pray for strength and for courage and for him to be able to gain some weight and wisdom on how to have him uh, maintain his health. Um, this is th- These things. These are the things that, you know, we're in this life and, and often why so often, I, you know, I, 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 I read the scripture and I've, we've been talking about, um, you know, in the book of Genesis and Abraham, but why I so often want to go back even to the book of Revelation so that we see um, that there is a life to come where there's no more crying, there's no more pain and there's no more heartache and there's, um, we still have to live obviously in this life today, but you can see why it's important for us often not to set our sights here that it is on eternity but that's very very hard when you see a family it's heartbreaking when you see a family with a 16 year old son and grandson uh, just literally seeing his life waste away it's devastating it's hideous just a hideous thing well, it is, and to watch a child like that suffer is just extremely difficult. But, you know, we've talked a lot and prayed a lot together, and yep. we know one thing. You know, Simon knows the Lord, so whatever the outcome, it ends well for him, yes. one way or another. It well, ends well for it's, him. It's yeah. still devastating, and it's it's horrible in That's this right. in this time. There's right. no doubt about it. God bless you, Linda. Hang in there. Well, Continue to be a I'm support. Try it again. 
mom to call in on the off air. I'm yep. going to try and get his mom to call in on the off air. And in, and thank you so much to you and all the listeners who are willing to lift him up in prayer. We appreciate it. Simon, very, very much. won't forget thank his you. name. Simon, you're welcome. God bless you. Yeah, folks, that family can obviously use some support. Another quick call. Let's go to Shelly with some issues in Ohio. Shelly, you're on. How can I help you today? Hi there. Hi. Uh, my four-year-old, he has some um, symptoms of like hyperactivity. Mm-hmm. So I was calling to see if you have any recommendations as far as diet and vitamins. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We've already started to um, implement some. Okay. But something interesting, his behavior at school is different than at home. Um, at home, he's really intelligent. Um, hmm. And when he's in a group setting, sometimes he acts, like, really silly, and sometimes he'll even use, like, baby talk among his peers, and sometimes he'll play by himself. I just wasn't sure. Um, He has had all his vaccines, so I don't know if there's, you know, any relationship there. And I know at school it seemed to worsen. We just took him out because they would give him, like, high fructose corn syrup, like, you know, yeah. food dyes and well, eliminate all that in our head. Yeah, let's. Just wanted to see if you have any advice. Yeah, let's that say, behavior since it's only a school. If it's yeah, I, I mean, or, I mean, and who knows? I mean, unfortunately, how do we know? But that's. I think it's bizarre that in a school setting, or maybe where there's, let's face it, there's peer pressure. Maybe this young little guy at four years of old has four years of age even has some insecurities that um, are affecting. Well, they like a class clown. So yes. That's kind of, how do they learn at four years old to act I, like a class clown? I don't know. That's that's kind of odd. I could see it at nine, certainly, and in seven maybe, but well, but at but at four. Okay. So, <laughs> but smart, but I still think you take it back to some of the basics that we always talk about: colors in foods, dyes. Um, yeah. preservatives in foods, sugars. It's not just about sugar. It's colors, dyes, things that cross the blood-brain barrier, very stimulatory to the brain. So that's the, that's a starting point. Then I think you've got to begin to try to strengthen um, his support or his backup mechanism. I find it odd that it seems like at homes he doesn't he doesn't display, but yet at school he does. Some again, I, again, I'm not a psychologist, so I can't put my finger on what that is. But I, there's something. There's a root of something going on there. But ultimately, um, you've got to still. I still think you wage war in the basic same way, whether or not it's both at home and school or just at one or the other, and it is to eliminate certain types of foods that are stimulatory. Secondly, um, then we would start thinking about maybe something like we use an L-theanine product. It's awesome. And we have a product called Kids Buddies that were geared a lot towards that three, four, five, six-year-old uh, range. We could start with uh, open two capsules and some food in the morning and two in the, at dinner, a couple of weeks, then go up to three and three. We would get them on some high doses of DHA. We have a, a strawberry flavored, very good tasting DHA prep. DHA, that form of fatty acid, has a calming effect on the brain. So it's got to be good fats. This combination prep of kids' buddies that has a number of ingredients, N-acetylcysteine, phosphatidylserine, uh, phosphatidylcholine, kind of brain calming and supportive nutrients, magnesium, even at four years of age, I'd give him one mag essentials a day, open it up, put it into food, magnesium, and even zinc essentials. Magnesium and zinc have an incredible brain calming effect. Magnesium more calming, zinc more uh, making reactions happen in the brain. So 
you got multiple options. There's a lot of different directions, but it starts with food elimination of components that are stimulatory, not even looking at foods that it would be allergic to. You've got to really look at foods that are stimulatory. And many of the components that we're exposed to today, chemicals, dyes, and otherwise, they cross and have the ability to cross the blood-brain barrier, be very stimulatory to the brain. Okay? I'm going to have to go. Um, you can always call us back. We're here. You're very welcome. All, All right. God bless you, Shelly. Folks, you want to reach us on the off-air number 888-865-9595, 888-865-9595. Option number three, and that'll get you over to Terry. So we started the day talking about Abram. Chapter 14 sends us one message. Chapter 15, another message. Chapter 16, certainly another message. And we see that in chapter 14... Or excuse me, chapter 15, um, we, we see some amazing things that are happening here. And we see that um, great victory is given to Abraham by God. And then in chapter 15, the promise is given to him. Let me read you that. Don't be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield, your very great reward. Abraham believed the Lord and he credited to him as righteousness. He trusted God in the words that he had spoken to him and the promises that he had made. We go down to verse um, 18. It says, On that day the Lord makes a covenant with Abram and says to your descendants, I will give this land. And he gives the specifics. God is speaking to Abraham all through chapter 15. And then we jump into chapter 16 and it says, Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children. She had an Egyptian slave named Hagar. So she said to Abram, the Lord has kept me from having children. Go sleep with my slave. Perhaps I can build a family through her. You see, God had already promised how that family would take place, and it was not to take place this way. Often when we receive a promise, we would do not and we, we are unwilling to wait. The flesh struggles with waiting on the promises of God. We let self get in the way. We let flesh get in the way. And often flesh would rather believe another person, believe on what time an appointment was to be made, believe and trust in a contract that they sign. But we have a hard time trusting and believing God. Why? Because we're believing with our physical flesh as opposed to our spirit man. We're willing to trust anything but the heart of God. And ultimately, this message here, the key is this. Hagar, there was salvation, but it came through works. There was protection, so to speak, that came through works. It was through Hagar. They 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 engaged in changing their circumstances themselves. And you and I have got to learn. I know myself personally. I can't change my family. I can't change situations. Only the Spirit of God can. And when we have His promises, we've got to hold on to what we see in Sarah. That salvation by faith. See, salvation came and was to come through them by faith. Not by works. Hagar represents works. Sarai represents trusting and believing in God and in his promises. God bless you. Thanks for being with us. I'll see you tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. See you then.
You only want what's best for your family. You understand that you might only be able to save a few dollars by buying generic paper towels, but you stick to the brand names when it comes down to what's really important. Take Omega-3 fish oil, for example. You can buy 500 soft gels for less than $20 at many big box stores, but you know that if you do, you'll be tasting fish all day, and you won't be getting close to the strength your body needs to see any real results. And how can you really be sure that the heavy metal toxins have been removed? Where's the bargain? The Essentials brand Omega-3 800 is molecularly distilled for purity, has a great lemon taste, and is ultra-concentrated so that you can take fewer soft gels and feel results. Joe DiMatteo from Ask the Pharmacist designed Omega-3 800s to be the premier fish oil supplement on the market today. Visit www.askjoedematteo.com or call 877-275-7743 for more information on Omega-3 800s and why they're the smart choice for you and your family. 